are listening to Soul Knox Podcast, and I'm your host, Carl Hikara. And you're listening to uh, uh, basically a Patreon episode. I'm starting a new series on Patreon um, about Dracula. So this is the introduction to that series. Um, We're going to be calling it The Blood is the Life. So there you go. Um, this episode I'm going to also be putting up onto the main feed as well, just to give people an idea of, hey, what's going on on Patreon, you know? Uh, I'm trying to get, start getting more serious with the Patreon. Uh, I mean, it's pretty early. I've only been doing it for about a month. So, there you go. Uh, meant to get this done a few weeks ago, but, uh, yeah, when I was going to do it, which was last weekend, I got sick, lost my voice. So, there you go. So, now we're doing it. Uh, today, getting it out, and um, you know, we're gonna try to get some even more stuff going on on the Patreon. Uh, I'm gonna do uh, yeah, at least one episode. It's just kind of a kind of check-in episode, which I'm gonna do here soon as well for everybody on Patreon, and then uh, have this Dracula series, and we'll be doing uh, some other stuff. Uh, some other things. Um, I want to do some more stuff about various occult topics. I want to do some stuff about uh, maybe like favorite albums. You know, different things. So I think um, I'm going to try to get my friends to come on for the Patreon. Uh, I think Joe Salino and I are going to be doing some stuff for Patreon as well. Um, and uh, yeah, Joe is... Uh, yeah, we have a few episodes recorded for the main feed that are going up. Um, he and I are starting a series as well on the main feed that is going to uh, start essentially uh, next month. So, um, but yeah, more details on that later. But uh, so this is the first episode of The Blood is the Life, my Dracula series. And uh, what I want to do here uh, right now is kind of give an introduction uh, to what the series is going to be. Um, kind of talk about, I guess I can talk about my history of Dracula on this one, um, and uh, how, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, maybe a, a basic introduction to Dracula. I'll assume that most of the people listening to this podcast uh, know Dracula, and <laughs> know what Dracula is. I think every almost everybody knows Dracula, has a vision of Dracula, like it could be, you know, Bram Stoke, um, sorry, Bela Lugosi, you know, uh, Universal Dracula, I think that's probably the most common, um, most prevalent image of Dracula that you'll see kind of repeated over and over again in pop culture. Even to the point of having, you know, the Count um, on Sesame Street and, and these types of things, or Dracula back in the day. Um, but of course, Dracula in of itself is a novel written, uh, released in 1897 originally, and... Uh, published by Bram Stoker. It is um, definitely his finest work, and we're going to, the next episode of the podcast is going to get into the novel itself. I just uh, finished listening to an audiobook of it that's on Audible that is very, very good. Um, basically, the way that audiobook was is it, um, it uh, basically split everything up like um, different readers, for because, you know, it's a... The story itself, the novel is written uh, as different as a what's that word? Epistemological, whatever. Pistolary, pistolary. That's the word I'm looking for. 
uh, epistolary novel in which you got different um, narrators, uh, either in letters or journals, um, or in the case of Dr. Stewart, how he's, you know, uh, um, reciting his diary into a, uh, you know, um, my brain's not working, um, the old, like, cylinder recordings. I can't bike on the name of that. But anyways, so uh, on this um, recording on Audible, it's got different readers for each one. So And it uh, also includes Tim Curry doing all the ones that uh, uh, Van Helsing uh, narrates. So that's pretty cool. It was pretty cool hearing him do, do the Van Helsing sections. And uh, just everybody's section in that was great. Highly recommend listening to that. Maybe uh, go and give it a listen if you have Audible uh, before next month when we post the next episode. Um, as of right now, I think it should be Mike Hill uh, joining me for the uh, episode about Dracula. And I may post that one on the main feed as well, but after that, everything's going to be only on Patreon. So, um, but yeah, so next month is going to be Dracula the novel. We're going to get into the novel and um, kind of, you know, how it defers, our thoughts about it, that kind of stuff. And then from there, I'm going to be going through the movie uh, versions of the novel that um, that I love. So starting with Nosferatu, 1922, the original Silent Hill, Silent, Silent Hill, Silent Film, um which, of course, is a uh, classic. It's one that I love very much. Then I'm going to do an episode about the Universal Dracula, as well as the various Universal sequels to Dracula, like Daughter of Dracula, Son of Dracula, House of Dracula, and House of Frankenstein. Um, those sequels will go into a little bit less detail, but we'll be mostly talking about the original Dracula uh, with Bella Lugosi. And that probably... Also, try to watch the Spanish Dracula as well as that's not super familiar with that version of it. Um, and then uh, the episode after that, I'm going to do. Um, uh, we're going to do the Hammer Draculas. So I'm going to be splitting up the Hammer Draculas because I'm going to cover the whole series. We're going to cover it in um, batches of two. So the first episode of that will be Horror of Dracula and Brides of Dracula. And then we'll have Dracula, Prince of Darkness, and Dracula has risen from the grave. And then I'll have um, Taste the Blood of Dracula and Scars of Dracula. And then close out the hammer with Dracula AD 1972 and Satanic Rites of Dracula. So, yeah, uh, so the hammer series is going to take up a pretty solid period of time. Um, but I'm happy about that. I love the uh, hammer horror. Um, definitely a subject that I want to talk about even more outside of the Dracula series is, you know, you have the amazing Carnstein trilogy with vampire lovers, lust of vampire and, uh, and twins of evil, which I just recently got the Blu-ray of, which is a great, you have like the, uh, the satanic movies, like the devil rides out and, uh, to the devil, a daughter, and, you know, these are things that I really want to get into as well. But, um, yeah, so I think it will be nice getting into, all the Hammer Draculas. Um, recently, a podcast I follow, Evolution of Horror. Uh, last year, they did a vampire series, and they did a part of it about Dracula. And But they only covered uh, Horror Dracula and Brides of Dracula, and then kind of just 
kind of glossed over the other ones and then covered the last two. And uh, yeah, I think that there's a lot of good to be found in all the other ones of Christopher Lee. So I want to be talking about all of them. And uh, then after that, um, definitely want to cover the... uh, uh, I'd like to cover the BBC Louis Jordan uh, Dracula from the 70s. Uh, which I do have on DVD. If I can find it, I might cover the Dra- Dan Curtis Dracula with um, uh, Jack Palance as Dracula, which I haven't seen since I was a kid, but uh, yeah, it might be cool to cover that. Um, and then I'm going to cover the Franklin Jella Dracula from uh, 1979, and then also one of my probably top five favorite movies of all time, Nosferatu, the Vampire, um, 1979, uh, the Werner Herzog remake of Nosferatu, which uh, I believe is yeah, it's one of the greatest movies ever, and uh, I'm very excited to talk about that. I just recently got the Blu-ray. Uh, yeah, I mean that'll be the uh, <laughs> the third third version of that movie that I owned because I had both of the uh, VHS tapes, the, both the English and German, back in the day, and. Um, then I got the blue the DVD that has the two discs with both, and now I got the the Blu-ray. So you know, there's some movies I just keep buying new new versions of, and that's one of them. And then I'm going to uh, close out the series with uh, another one of my favorite movies, Bram Stoker's Dracula from 1992, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, which I also just got a nice 4K Blu-ray edition of, and uh, I just watched it. But I'm probably going to rewatch it when I get to the time to cover it. So. And I'm yeah I'm kind of ending it there because I mean to be honest I can't think of any worthwhile Dracula movies to come out since then you know you had like Dracula 2000 which is pretty garbage uh, I mean it's, it's fun garbage but it's garbage and uh, you know something like Dracula Untold which uh, my friend lent me but I haven't watched yet but uh, I don't know, I, I know that's more about Vlad Tepes. Um, but maybe I'll give it a watch, and if I think it's good, I'll cover it too. We'll see. I don't know. I haven't heard great things, but my friend did like it, so I'll check that out. But um, yeah, as far as post Bram Stoker's Dracula, Dracula's, uh, it's hard pressed to think of anything very good. Unfortunately, we're definitely high time for a new Dracula movie. I'll, um, maybe uh, and by that time, by the time we get there, the, there's this movie, The Last Voyage of the Demeter, which is coming out. I think in September, and I'm going to definitely go see that in the theaters. And if that's good, maybe I'll close out with that. You know, like, oh, hey, look, you know, 30 years later, there's finally another good Dracula movie. But uh, we'll see. It looks promising, that's for sure. Um, but yeah. So as far as my history of Dracula, um, when I Dracula was something that I was introduced very young. Um, of course, I think it's one of those things, like I said, with having um the count and all these things like in pop culture i think i pretty much knew the idea of dracula before i knew dracula you know but um i remember my uh my dad showing me um basically so i was a little kid i think i covered this in some of the other episodes but uh uh i saw you know the night night on bald mountain section of fantasia which i think uh was one of the first kind of more dark uh, horror-ish gothic type of 
images. I was obsessed with that, obsessed with that piece of music, obsessed with all this imagery of, you know, um, uh, Chernobog, the devil, and the demon, the ghosts, and demons, and the witches, and all that kind of stuff. And I used to be drawing it all the time, and and all and everything. And of course, here like the you know the classic like um, uh, fugue uh, music from from Bach and all those kinds of stuff. And just like really attracted to this kind of to kind of thing. I even think my dad and I went and saw Adam's Family uh, when that was in the theaters, and I really remember seeing that movie and loving everything about the Adam's Family. You know, so this was. Uh, this kind of attraction to dark, darker type of things is innate in me. Like as long as I've been alive, I've had this attraction. And uh, my dad, seeing that, I mean, he was a monster kid. He was into uh, to. He was uh, he was born in '46, so when he was a little, he was a kid. Um, that was when they did the kind of revivals of of the Universal movies. Uh, on TV, and I think they even did some theater revivals, double features and stuff like that in the the fifties. And so, uh, yeah, he grew up watching these. He's obsessed with them. Had the famous monsters magazine, you know, Aurora models, the whole nine yards. It was all about that. And um, and so I think when I started showing interest in uh, in these types of stuff, um, you know, my dad was like, "Okay, uh, I'm going to show him Universal horror," which I think is a great thing if i you know i don't have kids and i don't really plan on having them but if i did have kids i would probably start them off with universal horror as well i think it's a great kind of introduction into that world and i did a podcast kind of about universal horror before um but uh yeah so you show we got the vhs tape of dracula and frankenstein it was a double box set of both these tapes and that, and that was back in like you know early '90s. I mean, we're talking probably what '91, '92 when we got this. I was probably yeah about like four, and uh, and uh, maybe five. You know, like I don't know something around there. And um, this was at the time when Universal Horror was, I think, just first getting on the VHS tape. So, uh, yeah, you remember? I remember going into all the all the. Uh, you know, uh, stores selling VHS and, the, the, you know, that was a big deal. Like they had these big displays with all of the universal movies and everything. And, uh, or you go into the places to rent them. And, uh, so my dad actually went and bought this box that has Dracula and Frankenstein. Eventually we ended up with pretty much all of them, all the VHS. And now I've gotten all the, the DVDs of all of them, you know? Um, but, uh, um, and uh, I remember him showing them to me, you know, Dracula and Frankenstein. And uh, I remember my little brain getting blown away by this, like this investing in the fucking world, like uh, the whole imagery of of this gothic landscape and everything that they present uh, was very attractive. And so, yeah, I was like 100% about, uh, about Dracula. And I think the very first year I went trick-or-treating, which I would probably would have been, I think, about... About four, uh, five, I don't know. It was like either 91 or 92. I forget which. I think it was probably 91, actually. It was probably about four. Um, yeah, I was Dracula, you know. We went down to uh, these, uh, to Woolworths down on uh, 
in car here in car Denver to South Broadway. They used to have this Woolworths, and I got my uh, Dracula costume there with the uh, with the cape and a little plastic like um, amulet thing, you know, and and uh, you know had slick back my hair and had the the crappy you know plastic fangs and yeah, I was Dracula, man, like and uh, and um, yeah, that was. It was just like an obsession. He used to draw Dracula and watch these movies all the time. And of course, um, when I got a little bit older um, and I was aware of it as a novel, right? Like then I started. Then I remember trying to read the novel as a, as a pretty young kid. Uh, maybe not getting so far in it, but you know, eventually I, I did read the novel uh, when I was old, a little bit older. I'm not sure exactly how old I was, but by that time I had already seen. All the other Universal Draculas, and of course, I'd also seen uh, Abbott and Costello. Um, yeah, yeah, Abbott and Costello. Uh, is it Meet the Wolfman? Because um, they got the Mummy one. I always forget if because it because the one movie's got Abbott and Costello, and let's look at this real quick. Abbott and Costello Meet Dracula. That's the name of the movie. So. This was another one of the ones, or Met Frankenstein. Meet Frankenstein, that's it. Jesus. Uh, of course, it says Frankenstein, but you got you got Dracula, you got you got uh, you got the Wolfman, you got Frankenstein, you got everybody. It's funny that it says my Castell meet Frankenstein when like Dracula's kind of the mover and that shit. But uh, that was another thing I saw pretty young. Uh, that was one of the other ones we got very early. Uh, and of course, I also saw like you know House on Haunted Hill. Like those are some of the movies we got first. Like my dad bought first VHS tapes. It was like Dracula, Frankenstein, Abbott Costello meet Frankenstein, uh, House on Haunted Hill. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that kind of stuff. So, um, and uh, yeah, it was great. Um, my dad. Like it was funny because my dad didn't get VHS stuff until it was, yeah, it was like the '90s. So it was pretty expensive, um, but we did get one. And then yeah, then he went went to town. Like we still have a fucking million of VHS tapes, which eventually I should probably try to try to do something with. But um, yeah, um, where am I going with this? Okay, so saw Dracula as a little kid, got a little bit older read the book i've seen all the universal movies um and then of course i also saw nosferatu which is another thing which i was real obsessed with was the original nosferatu uh silent film but then my dad also got us the uh nosferatu and the vampire uh with isabella johnny and klaus kinski um and that became another one of my all-time favorite horror movies um, before that, though, I do forget because, you know, Bram Stoker's Dracula came out in 92. I don't definitely didn't see that in theaters because I was too young. Uh, I believe we rented it a little bit later. Um, I don't remember my dad liking it too much when it first came out. He done he grew to like it a lot, but at first I don't think he liked it very much. But, yeah, we rented it. I remember seeing that. And I have distinct memories because that was one of those movies that uh, – I don't know, I just saw a lot, like, growing up, like, uh, I remember watching my dad, and then later on, I'd go over, like, a few times when I was over at my friend's house, and, uh, we'd watch it, like, eating pizza and stuff, and, um, 
So it was def- that was a movie that we saw a lot, made a big impact as well um, after the Universal movies. So, And then, of course, the next one that made a big impact was the two Nosferatus uh, very much. And I remember seeing the image of Nosferatu, uh, Max Shrek, uh, first, like seeing just an image. Because, um, yeah, I used um, in a lot of these books I bought now, I have a library of books about the vampires and vampire film and stuff. And I used to get a lot of these books from the library. And uh, and so looking through these books, you know, I'd see, okay, here's a picture of Nosferatu. That's probably how I kind of found out about it. My dad wanted me to see it and stuff as well. Because uh, he wanted me to see like silent film. Um, I was also really obsessed with Phantom, uh, Phantom of the Opera with Lon Chaney, and a lot of other silent film was was something I was really attracted to growing up. And I I am to this day I watch silent films a lot. Uh, and um, let's see. So yeah, so you know, vampire is a big thing. You know, um, growing up, uh, you know, something that I return to my whole life. Um. One of the funny things is with the Hammer movies uh, is a little bit longer story in the sense that, like, I became aware of the Hammer movies. Um, there was a book called Night Walkers, and it's, uh, I'll, I'll, like, cite it better when I get to the Hammer books, Hammer story movies, but uh, cause I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, but it's a book called Night Walkers, and it's about gothic horror movies um, from the 50s and 60s and uh, early 70s. And, um... This this book is amazing. It's one of my it's one of my favorite books. I read it all the time. Uh, it's this guy who just goes through all the um, the gothic horror movies from Hammer and Amicus and stuff from that period of time. Um, he does he does have like he kind of doesn't have too many Italian and uh, uh, movies like he does have Black uh, Sunday at least, but he kind of keeps it to American and and uh, British movies to kind of you know. Um, which I guess I understand. But so reading that book was my introduction to the Hammer Horror because my dad didn't really like the Hammer Horror. And also growing up in the 90s in America, Hammer was not something that was really easy to get a hold of or something that you would see very often. Um, Probably like, you know, there's probably a few of the movies like Horror of Dracula and stuff that you could probably find. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was not something that was super easy to get a hold of. And um, so I remember reading this book, Nightwalkers, and just getting like this like intense desire to see all these these Hammer movies. Like they sounded so great. They got these like beautiful women dressed up in like, you know, these like, you know, like of all this like... Uh, what do you call it cleavage and whatever you know like (laughs) just like the whole vibe of them was like yeah i want to fucking want to see these movies you know like and um uh and this book had the frankenstein series from hammer it has he goes through each one kind of gives a little rundown and a little mini review and talks about each one and it's like the frankenstein the draculas uh the other vampire movies from hammer um, and then he also gets into some of the other kinds of monster movies they did, the mummy movies, um, ghost movies from that time period, uh, as well as the whole AI Poe, um, like, uh, which is definitely something which I do want to cover, as I am a huge fan of all the AI Poes with Vincent Price. They're some of my favorite movies of all time, like Fall of House of Usher, Masquerade Death, all those. I love those movies so much. And uh, so I definitely want to cover those as well at some point. But um, 
and he talks about those, like I said, like the ghost movies, like, uh, like you know, the innocent haunting, all stuff. And, uh, and also some of the Lovecraft movies from that time as well. And so, yeah, I definitely, I recommend the book. It's great. Um, but yeah, so reading that kind of inspired this, like, uh, I had, I kind of said to myself back when I was, uh, a kid reading this book, uh, and reading some other books that were talking about all that about all about the hammer horror movies and movies like Daughters of Darkness and all those kinds of stuff like oh, all of these Euro horror stuff. I was like, I am going to watch all these one day. And uh, when I got a little bit older, probably about uh, I don't know, fifteen, sixteen, I began to make that happen. And the part of what made it easier was Netflix back in the day when they did the DVDs. I would rent all of the. That's how I watched all, most pretty much all of them. Uh, I w- was able at that point in the early days of DVD, of course, I was able to find a lot of them as well. Um, one day, you know, some of them were very difficult to find in the states, um, but uh, yeah, we ended up watching watching pretty much all of them one way or another, and uh, and all those Euro horror movies and stuff from that time, you know, finding like a. I have like an old VHS copy of Daughters of Darkness from Blue Underground, which I have that one on DVD, and I'm about to buy the Blu-ray of that as well. So that'll be another one I got in three versions of. But uh, yeah, like I guess um, though that was always kind of a goal, and of course one of my goals was to buy all of them. And uh, yeah, I'm almost there. Um, nowadays with all the, with most of them being available in Shout Factory is great. I'm probably going to, even the ones I already own, I'm probably going to buy again on DVD because, I mean, Blu-ray, because why not? Um, but yeah, so that was kind of that odyssey and it was real, I guess, I guess in a way it was good that, that, um, that I already got into the Hammer ones a little bit older because those ones have that kind of sexy, quality to them which i think is good when you to see when you're a teenager um but they also have that element that also reminds me a lot of the ai pose and i'm a really big fan of that era of of uh kind of gothic horror uh early you know color um and black and white and you know from the late 50s through the 60s and the 70s uh yeah and the euro horror as a whole is one of my big fascinations and loves and um yeah growing up i've seen um you know and dad used to watch the you know the funny thing was that we had the frank langella dracula and my dad would watch it and uh, i'm not sure if he really liked it that much in some ways but he also liked it a lot in other ways so it was kind of funny that he'd watch it a lot though and uh you know seeing like some of the other ones like the uh Drac palance dracula and all that kind of stuff um which I kind of forgot about until recently, and then uh, I, f- I was looking for Dracula soundtracks on uh, on Spotify, and that one came up. I was like, "Oh yeah, there's that one, Dan Curtis Dracula." The soundtrack's pretty good. I think it was a TV movie, if I remember correctly. Maybe I'll try to track down the. Uh, I think it was uh, just uh, just Franco um, Dracula from the '70s that had uh, Christopher Lee in it, where he tried to do Dracula like according to the book. With like the mustaches and stuff, I've never seen that one, and maybe maybe I'll have to p- track down some of the Dracula's I've never seen the, for the series as well. Uh, it might be kind of fun. Um, yeah, I guess part of the reason I want to do the series is because of how much I love Dracula and I love the movies, and um, 
particularly once you get into all the individual movies, I can talk a lot about what's going on in the in them and what's going on in Dracula as far as I can I can perceive. And I want to get uh, guests on as well. Um, so far, I don't have um, anyone like for sure, but I'm definitely gonna try to get some uh, some of my friends on. I know. And Joe is, has most of these movies as well, and maybe I'll have him on some of them. Particularly like the Hammer ones, because he and I have talked about when the first time he was on about Hammer Horror. And um, uh, see who else I can get on. And uh, it would be cool having friends on, and some of them might do by myself, and just talk about talk about Dracula, which is one of my uh, kind of loves from a very small age. You could say, like, uh, over... Over 30 years of my life, I've been loving Dracula, and uh, and yeah, I'm excited to get into this series. So I uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoy uh, the series as we go along. Um, like I said, this episode and then probably the next one are going to go up on the main feed, but after that, it's all going to be on Patreon. So if you like the series, go on Patreon, um, patreon.com forward slash Soul Knocks Podcast, and uh, yes, yeah, $2 a month going to have at least two to four bonus episodes a month for everybody so um hope you guys enjoy and uh hail satan <laughs> 